What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Taz. And of course, you are watching the intro podcast live. We just chatting today, talking about what's to be talked about, because there's a lot going on. And I am confused about a lot of stuff, but a lot of things I'm not confused about at the same time, if that makes any sense. Um, But uh, let me do this first of all, because this is the first show of the new year so i'm excited about that and it's also the first live show that i've done in a long long time so let me say this first and foremost happy new year to everyone i know we are well past the first it is january 8th it's already the 8th that's ridiculous but um i'm excited uh to be here this year one more good year of course you all see the difference it's me by myself uh for right now I am excitingly bringing in two individuals within the next couple of weeks, uh, two young men who's going to be co-hosting with me, but then we're also uh, going to do a spinoff so that I can produce their podcast. It's gonna be really, really dope. I'm excited about that. Um, but happy new years to everyone. Um, I hope that this year has started off really good for you guys, because for me, it has. See, I thought I was going to say it's been challenging or whatever. It has, though. I'm not going to lie. But through every challenge that I've met so far, um, I started this year off saying that I refuse to be depressed. I refuse to be mad. I refuse to feel rejected. I refuse to be lonely. I refuse to lose because it would be really, really easy for us to get caught up in what we don't have right now at the beginning of the year. It would be easier for us to get caught up in that and be like, okay, since this is what it is now, it's probably what it's going to be for the rest of the year because, you know, how you start something is how you finish it. No. Uh, even if you're starting off at a low point right now, you can still win. I've been telling people, I want to say since November of last year, but definitely uh, since this new year have come in, I look forward to see you win because at the end of the day, we have to encourage one another and we have to encourage ourselves. We have to encourage encourage ourselves because a lot of times we don't have the people in our camp. We don't have the people around us to do it. So since we don't have the people around us to do it, we have to make sure that we encourage us. The song says sometimes you have to encourage yourself. But at the same time, we have to be able to encourage other people. So I go around like I was in the store today. I went to Guitar Center. And I was talking to the young lady, you know, she's been there for a while. So we kind of have a, a relationship, whatever, where we can talk, you know, about real stuff, or whatever. I was like, I look forward to seeing you win this year. So for you that's watching right now or for you that's listening, excuse me, because we are going to turn this into audio. Excuse the coughing. Uh, we're preparing a gumbo. So you know how that seasoning is. Uh, but for you who are listening, you who are watching, let me tell you first and foremost, I look forward to seeing you win in 2024. Simple as that. You have to win. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. I'm excited about winning this year. Um, I'm thankful. Uh, but let me do this. I, I did this to put it out last year, but unfortunately, Due to uh, me, I didn't do it. But let me do do this. But uh, anyone who was a part of the intro podcast on last year, from host 
I mean, co-host or whatever. Those who we've done business with, who we probably no longer do business with, for whatever the reason, uh, I appreciate you guys so much for everything that you have been, everything that you were whenever you were a part of the show. If you're watching right now, feel free to comment. And if you have a camera phone and you want to come on and talk about what we're talking about, or you just want to share some remarks about what's going on in Hollywood, let me know because we will bring you on, I promise. But you can comment and we'll put your comments in the show. Um, but those who were a part of the show, let me go down the list. I have to start off first and foremost with the co-host that lasted the longest, J.R. Fullove. Uh, I really appreciate him for everything that he uh, contributed to the show. Um, like I say, he was an integral part of who we were and what we've done here at the intro podcast, whether it was um, <laughs> bringing them drinks. Nah, but just the back and forth discussion and being able to discuss things, um, bringing in uh, ideals and bringing in viewers and followers and all of that. I appreciate you, JR, just in case if you should ever see this. I appreciate you for what you uh, contributed to the intro podcast whenever you were a part of it. Stephanie with the purple potatoes. Oh, my goodness. She was another uh, co-host. I appreciate you, Stephanie, for being on the show and contributing uh, with your, your, your words, your stories, your food. Oh, my God. It was delicious. Um, who else? Um, Ebony, uh, she had a show that she started with us but uh, was discontinued. Uh, but for your, your contribution, or just for me and you uh, in my life one last year and in the life of the podcast, I appreciate you for being there and being that for us. I learned, and this is going to help somebody. I learned that some people, if you're watching this or you want to comment or verbally or you want to type in, let me know. Just type it or let me know you want to come in. I'll put you off. But I learned this. You know, we have people that want to be, a, that are a part of our process literally for a season or for a reason or for long term. It don't, it's going to be one or two season, reason, long term. Um, and I don't disqualify anyone who was on the show for that season of their life or that season of my life or for the season of the show in itself. I understand that this right here, <laughs> this is my vision that God gave me that has been doing what it's been doing for the last couple of years. Um, so I don't necessarily expect everyone to be a part of the vision for a long time because some people don't see the longevity of everything. Some people only see the part of the vision that can benefit them at the time or for however long they want to be a part of the show. Hey, Kathy, um, it's been a long time for real. Uh, but I don't count that against anyone because we all have our own visions. God has given us our own passion. God has given us our own destiny and our own direction. So it's up to us to be able to filter out who we want, who we're merging with and if that's meant to be. Now, I, I remember praying a prayer or hearing somebody talk about whenever you, you pray for God to re remove things or remove people from your, your life that are not supposed to be. He's not just swinging at spirits or whatever. Sometimes he's literally going to remove people 
Stoker, you know, a lot of times we, we wonder why a lot of people who started off with us don't finish with us. Uh, sometimes God has to do what he has to do to move those people because he is so concerned. <coughs> Excuse me, that's that seasoning. He is so concerned about us getting to that destiny that if we have the wrong people attached to us, he will do whatever he has to do to shake them off because he wants us to get there. And if they're not supposed to be a part of it, he won't allow us to be there. So because he wants us to be there so bad, he will create things that happen to make people shake away. Make people just up and just leave. Have you ever been in a situation where you started off with a group of friends or even family members and y'all were doing something and it, it, it was going really, really good. And out of nowhere, they stopped calling, they ghosted. And you wondering, like, what did I do? Uh, what did I say or whatever the situation was? Relationships. You dating somebody, let's say six months, and then out of the blue, you don't hear from them no more. And you, you, you left there wondering, why did this person stop talking to me? What happens if God just wanted to get you to a destiny that uh, he couldn't get you to because of the people that you had attached to you? In 2024, do me a favor because I'm doing it too. I'm learning who's supposed to be attached to me and who's not supposed to be attached to me. And those who are not supposed to be attached, thing is, yes, it may hurt to have to let them go, but the benefit in letting them go is the benefit that you get after you let them go. You can't expect everybody that you want to take on this road with you for whatever it is you're doing, everyone is not meant to go. And again, there's uh, God will literally hold up your destiny so that you can get rid of those people who are not supposed to be there with you. So if you are part of the shaking, look, I was there where I'm there. Am I there? I'm there. Yes. So, you know, we just have to get to a point to where we, we understand and even though it hurts to let some people go, we understand we have to let them go. Because on a previous show, I explained to you guys how sometimes we put people in positions that they never even wanted to be put in. They never wanted certain titles. They, they never wanted these things. We put them there because what we saw in them. So we tried to make them play a role in a movie that they were never meant to play in the first place. And that's how it was for me. I had to realize that I'm trying to make people do something that was never even a passion. It was never even something they wanted to do. It's something that I was doing and I saw what it was doing for me. So I was like, you come along, you come along, you come along, you come along, and let's all just do it together. And what happens is it works for a little time. It really does. It works for a little time until that other person, that other party gets tired. Because again, it's not what they want to do. So they are, they are only fake the funk or play the part for so long before it becomes like, this ain't even me. Like I'm putting in, I'm getting a little bit out of it, but I'm bored. <laughs> I am bored with this relationship. I am bored with this business. I am bored. And 
and they 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 find the they find the way to go. But it's only because we put a title or we put a condition or we put that responsibility on them that they never asked for. So ask yourself the question. Do you have people that you have given a responsibility or that you have given a title to that's not even supposed to be? <laughs> so because they're not living up to the expectation of the title that you've given them. You feel let down. You feel like it's it's not going to work. No, it's not going to work because you're giving them something that they don't want to be, they don't want to do. And I learned that last year, whether it was in business, whether it was in family, whether it was in relationships, even in friendships, I learned last year that I was giving people titles that they didn't even ask for. Because those titles came with responsibilities that they couldn't even handle. And once I realized they can't, it, it, it wasn't them. It was me. You see, that's the, that's the hard part. Once you realize that you've given people these titles, um, once I realized that I had given people titles and responsibilities and, and all this stuff, and I had an... Uh, uh, what I an expectation of them to carry out this stuff when it didn't work it was like, why is this not working? And it hit me because it's not what they want to do. It's not who they want to be. And I was literally making them or leading them into doing something that they didn't want and it wasn't going to work. And I'm not talking about the, the co-host situation. I'm just talking about people in my life in general. Like I done the worst last year at accountability or knowing who was supposed to be in my life, which is why last year was as rough as it was for me because I just, I figured if people saw me and they would want it to be down, don't even ask them what they want to be down doing. Just put them in and give them a duty to make sure they do it in my life in my life. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. But it happens. I promise. But new year, new me, new lessons, new expectations, new everything. And I'm excited about every single bit of it. Uh, just in case if you guys don't know and you're watching for the first time or if it's been a while since you have watched the intro podcast, you can catch us on all platforms uh spotify youtube apple mute on uh, apple podcasts um iheart radio the whole nine anywhere you get podcasts from you can catch the intro podcast and i would love it if you guys would follow on whatever platform it is even on tiktok you can follow us on those platforms we need y'all to follow us so that you can be kept up up to date with all the new shows uh, that we're doing because we're we'll be doing a lot of shows like this, but we're also having our live our interviews or and things of that sort. And I, I want you guys to be able to be the first to know for every new show that comes out. So let's talk about it. Oh my goodness! So I woke up this morning and I made a couple posts, and I'm going to go to the post that I made, and then we're going to discuss. Accordingly, um, I want to talk about this first, and then I'm going to have to find the feed for it also. Um, this 
particular show is completely impromptu was not planned but uh i just felt like i wanted to talk and it's been a while since we put a, a show together for you guys so i just wanted to come and do this but kelly price is talking she had something to say she is not lost no more y'all she ain't dead either <laughs> you know last year we were trying to find her baby kelly price is talking the sirens are echoing through the halls of gospel music as recording artist kelly price raises her voice against her peers without uttering names her words spark uh, much curiosity leaving many to wonder who is the subject of her discontent that was my post today on social media let me go to what she said just in case if you guys do not know what i am talking about larry uh larry reed is crazy he just posted something about a pastor's side piece invades the church that's ridiculous i'm about to post that too uh but let's let's talk about kelly price and go to what she said right here's this the one it's the one i want to play I love you, appreciate you, thank you for your support. Not even about calling out names, people can assume what they want to assume. One by four artists. On <laughs> the show that I was a judge on. I was on a show with Kirk Franklin. Erica Campbell, Jonathan, and there was me. My husband was with me at work every day. I don't believe that right there. God bless y'all. So we're going down a little bit more to what this particular comment is from. Let's let's talk about this. Uh, Kelly, where you at? Where you at, baby? Where you at? Okay. Kelly Price said to Classic Queen T, yes, Lord, deliver us from pastor holes and pedophiles. Deliver us from self-righteous congregants who send their money to liars and pimps in plain sight. Then come deliver me. The nerve you have. I was a judge an artist on Sunday's best that wasn't effing around with somebody's somebody else's spouse, fornicating or messing around with kids and boys. Hold on, let's let's go back. Messing around with kids and boys. Da, 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 da. What happened? Let's go back. Messing around with kids and boys. But you have smoke for me. F O H U ignorant church going brain dead at la la i'm a preacher uh i'm a child of a preacher three times generation and i have no desire to be named among the gospel community and you wonder why so my question is what my bother with this is if you saw the post well even if you heard what she said uh she was talking about things that was going on behind the scenes of sunday's best and of course, the only judges or people that she named in her statement is Erica Campbell, Kirk Franklin, Jonathan McReynolds. But she alluded that there was a plan with some boys and somebody cheating on their spouse. 
My problem with this is the internet is already messy. We already messy and we already want to find a reason to talk about people or talk about the church or talk about whoever we want to talk about. But then you put something out like this and you don't even like it's messy because you don't name anybody in particular. It's messy because you only say that it's it was you and these other three people. And we already know allegations that have happened in regarding one of the people that you named. But you don't go too far into it to um, actually name who the person was, which for me, if I don't have a name to put with it, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say it's a lie. I'm not going to say it's cloud. I'm just not, I'm, I'm just going to say, I don't know until I'm able to actually have Kelly put a name to who this person is, although she probably never will. Um, she does have, a, a, I think, a project coming out or a song or something coming out soon, too. So we'll see what that is about. But it amazes me how, you know, if we're going to, I'm not really big on 15% talking. If I'm going to talk about something to talk about a, a situation, it's better that we attach the right names because now we have people that are wondering, was Erica cheating? Was Jonathan messing with the little boys? Was Kirk Franklin messing with the little boys? Or was Kirk Franklin cheating? Or whatever the situation was. And it, it for all of the people involved, like I say, the internet is going to make up their own answer anyway. And then start, you know, picking apart each person. And what happens is this, and I know this, people will never, ever come back and say what I said or what I posted, what I agreed with because of what somebody else posted. It was wrong. So I was wrong. We don't ever get that. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute, too. We don't ever get people to come back and say, I apologize for posting X, Y, Z. Why? I don't know. <coughs> Maybe it's ego. You know, I don't ever want to be wrong, but I don't ever want to have to admit that I'm wrong. But for me, whenever I see the, the real story after a while, when I see the real story, it makes me not want to believe your credibility that you say you have. Because a credible person, you should want to come back and say, yes, I was wrong. Which is why I tell people that before you post something, you need to do research. because you have a lot of people who will post something for clout and that and not do research or make something up and then you see it and you run with it for instance there was a, a i was watching a video today on facebook where queen oprah winfrey literally i've never seen her actually have to step up and make a comment about a video but there's a picture and video i think of her and taraji p henson on top of i think they were on the Statue of Liberty Empire State Building or something like that. And it's and the the perception that the people gave in the picture was that Oprah and Taraji were not getting along and Taraji was not happy with Oprah because of whatever. First and foremost, how y'all even know did Taraji tell y'all? Oh my goodness. But Oprah done an interview, I want to say on E on the red carpet for a premiere. And in that video, the interview that she done, she was like, I don't necessarily like to have to do this, but I heard that 
there uh i was trending um regarding me and taraji and us looking like we were standoffish or uncomfortable whatever she said she was like truth be told it was cold it was like super cold and that was like the fourth thing that they done so they were just whenever you cold you cold whenever i'm cold i'm i'm, I'm not body just loose like i'm bundled up and if i'm cold and i'm ready to go then yeah i do have an attitude that that's a double uh i'm ready to go i'm freezing but for all the people who just heard the story and they didn't even hear it from a reliable source a reliable source would have been taraji p henson but because we didn't hear they didn't hear that story from her they they just saw it and ran with it and start saying that oprah was this and oprah was that you see People don't understand how Hollywood works. People don't understand how movies and TV deals and all of this stuff. People don't understand how that works. You guys see Oprah Winfrey and you all think Oprah paying for everything for everybody. She's not. Just in, in case if something, if, if, if it was true, Oprah said, you know, I always look out for my people. And whenever I find out there's a problem, I jump in and I get it fixed. But we have to understand, and some, some people who are not in show business or who will never ever be in show business would never understand that whenever you are doing a TV show or you're doing a movie and you sign on as cast or whatever, Oprah is not paying everybody. <laughs> Although she could. Oprah is not paying everybody. That's Warner Brothers. Oprah is getting paid too. It just depends on what your people negotiate whenever the deal is going down. But because but it just go, go, goes back to the story of, you know, everybody was quick to run with the, the headline without ever even doing it and investigating the story. And the investigation of the story would have been again wait for Taraji to say it but instead we're so entertained with drama and we're so entertained with mess that we just run with it and we post and we just do whatever we do and it's so wrong but we get to a point to where don't nobody even care no more because no one cares about the truth when the lie is more entertaining shout out to Charlemagne the God let me say it again for somebody who's never heard that before no one cares about the truth when the lie is more entertaining, when the lie will get you more clicks and likes, don't nobody care about waiting for the truth. But um, another situation, Snoop Dogg last year had everybody in shambles. Whenever he done this promo, he was like, I'm done with smoking. All the da 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 da. I sat back and I waited to see what the church folk was going to do. And when I tell you church folk went up for Snoop, they applauded and thank God. And I, I feel a shift in the spirit because God has touched Snoop and da 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 Baby, Snoop is still smoking today. What was Snoop talking about? <laughs> that smokeless grill, that deal that he just signed. But again, people saw where people heard him say, I'm done with smoking. And that's it. They weren't concerned about nothing else. They didn't wait until the, the camera pulled away to see the whole thing. They only saw half the story. 
They only listened to half the story. They couldn't wait until the end. All they heard was, I'm done with X, Y, Z. If they would have waited until the camera pulled back and listened to the rest of the story, they would have known what it was. And I laughed because at the end of the promotion, Snoop was laughing at y'all. <laughs> it's like he already knew what this was going to do. This was the best promotion ever. Snoop knew all he had to say is I'm done with smoking and people was going to go up the shop. But you haven't had anybody from the church to come back and say, yes, I posted what I said about the, the shift because Snoop quit smoking and God showed me this and God showed me that about Snoop. No one has come back and said, God really didn't show me that. It was just my flesh. God didn't really tell me that. Why? Because it would hurt the credibility. But the credibility is hurt more whenever you don't come back and say, okay, I was wrong. God never told me nothing that, or I, I never did feel a shift for Snoop whenever he, he said he quit smoking because of whatever. The man is still doing what he do. But no, again, no one cares about the truth. When the lies more entertaining, we don't listen to the whole story. We listen to half of everything, but we draw our conclusions from those things. And it sucks because we are going to continue to miss out on the bigger picture whenever we don't listen to everything. But yeah, Kelly Price, I don't know exactly what is going on Um Sunday Best, I haven't seen it in a couple of years, so it's probably not going to come back. I don't know. I know Kirk Franklin right now is having the time of his life. He just got off of the reunion tour. Jonathan McReynolds is making dope music. Erica Campbell is killing radio. So I don't know if that's going to come back or what that looks like. But Kelly, the people want to know if this is a real story. The people want to know what the what. Again, y'all have to part in the coffin. I'm cooking a gumbo. The seasoning is just that. But people want to know, um, Sister Kelly Price, what's going on? Who is the person? You can't just put a blank statement out there like that and just let it be that. that that's just not right. I'm sorry. Um, let's talk about something else that I mentioned. Oh, my God. Another story that I mentioned on social media today. And this is going to be controversial, and most people are not going to like it, or the comments, if you guys decide to comment, may not be 100%, but um, I don't even want to talk about it. I did post it. Prophet Manessa Jordan is in the process of filing a lawsuit against Bishop T.D. Jakes. Of course, I got this from uh, Larry Reed. So let me have to make sure I do my due diligence so you guys will know what the word is. So give me a second. And like I told you guys, this is not a planned show. So it's not, you know, I am having to find what I need to find to make it happen. But it's all good. You guys get it. I'm having fun. Let's go back to Larry so we can talk about this. 
My name is Larry. I'm the host of that. Your most favorite digital entertainment news and talk show long form. We are on YouTube and on Facebook. Oh, that. Yeah. I want to tell you guys something because I need, I got a, I got a little bit of traveling that I have. He, to, he has to go through everything that he has going on. We know you're busy, Larry. We know you're traveling in the streets. We're going to be there too. Just give me a sec. Yeah. And I wanted to update you guys. If you guys can hear Larry, let me know. So let me tell you what's about that. Manasseh Jordan, Prophet Manasseh Jordan, is in the process of filing a against Bishop T.D. Jakes. When I pulled Manessa's live video that he did a week or two ago, and he was talking about grooming, he was talking about Bishop T.D. Jakes. Of course, I put Bishop Jake's name on it because I knew what was up. Later on, Manasseh put TD Jake's name on his own life. You may haven't seen that, but I'm not going to play it because I'm not in the video trying to go to sleep to catch this life. And so he's named him now. Wow. And He's also going to be filing a lawsuit. The lawsuit has been filed because of what has happened to Manasseh since then as a result that was not public knowledge. He was in uh, a bit of a struggle mentally and emotionally that began to repair when him and his father, which is my mentor, um, the Archbishop, even though I enjoy America's Black Prophet of God to the whole wide world, um, been back around his family. And then we met too. Um, for those of you that do not know, I met Bishop Jordan, my mentor, 2018, embraced him as my mentor, 2019. We did a show on Manasseh and Bishop Jordan relationship being estranged and why that led us into some of the uh, court filings that were done against Manasseh with the robocall and stuff. We discussed all of that some years ago, but it was before I met Manasseh. I just officially met Manasseh. When was it last year? Was it 2022 or 2021? When me and Manasseh met. In a 2021, yes. And I began to do the work behind the scene and they got back together. Once again. But that repair there began to accelerate Manasseh's healing. However, so according to Larry Reed, who um I have not seen or ever heard of myself him report something that he say he knew about that turned out not to be true. 
He only, from what I know, he does his research and he has a team that does his research. So I believe um, a lot of what this man says. Um, let me say all this right. Prophet Manessa Jordan uh, has named Bishop T.D. Jakes as a, a groomer, I guess. And people may be asking, what is a groomer, Troy? Grooming involves establishing a relationship, trust, and emotional bond with someone with an intent to manipulate, exploit, and take advantage of them. Um, according to what I have learned, allegedly, put it like this, allegedly, Bishop Jakes allegedly groomed Manessa. Uh, I can say, you know, transparently, I do believe in that term because as a young, a young man, uh, fresh out of, well, senior in high school and fresh out of high school. Um, I I was a part of that grooming process also. I was, uh, I had a, a preacher out in New, New York, we're just called an HB, um, who was a longtime friend of the ministry that I had been under for damn near 12 years. And um, the pastor trusted him and probably knew what he was doing. But because he was one of the preachers that can raise an offering and do all of this stuff, they 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 just didn't care. Um, I was in a situation where he was uh, he he did all of that with me. He established trust, an emotional bond, a relationship. He manipulated, exploited, and took advantage of me because I. If you knew me in Louisiana, in, in Lake Charles, you know, I, I wasn't raised with a whole bunch of a whole bunch of a lot of stuff. So in that, he was able to take advantage of what I didn't have. And whenever the pastors would send me on the road with him, uh, would make me feel like I was everything. Um buying me suits and shoes and food and anything I could ever want. But in the process of doing that, um, as time progressed and the years progressed or whatever, uh, and it was just me and him on the road, he would never get a two-bedroom hotel. He would always get a one-bedroom. Um, I remember a time whenever it was me, him, and another person from Louisiana, uh, and we were in Houston, and he got a two-bedroom, a two-bed hotel room because the other person was in that other bed, and I had to be in the bed with him. Um, yeah. I remember going back home because at the time I was old, old enough and I wasn't living at home with my mom anymore. So I remember going back 
and telling my pastors that HB, whenever he get finished preaching, he's getting these hotel rooms where we have to sleep in the same bed. And while he's doing this preaching and stuff after this, he comes back to the hotel room and he's basically having, you know, sex. The talk, the action, and everything. But I guess because of who he was to that family, not even just the church, but to the family in general, nobody, I'm not going to say they didn't believe me. They probably believed it because they knew what was going on and they just didn't act upon it because of who it was. Um, and because of where I was in my life, they were just sending me out there with him. I've spoken about this many, many times, so it's not one of those situations where just for somebody else is saying something I'm saying. So I've been preaching this message forever because I remember uh, recently I was on Facebook and I was just scrolling down and I saw his face because he's, he's still preaching today. And I was shocked because, well, I was taken back, I guess, because I was like, I thought I was over that part of my life. I thought I, I had put that behind me. But I guess I, I wasn't because when I saw him, I got angry all of a sudden. And I commented on the, the, the video of him preaching. I was like, this is the guy that molested me. This is the preacher that did this, this, or that. And the people uh, would comment on the video. And they were like, oh, we just going to pray about it. Da, da, da. I'm so tired of y'all Christians want to pray about everything. Sometimes we need to actually put our hands in something. And sometimes we have to give somebody hands. But I understand um, this whole grooming situation because I lived it. I lived the grooming situation for years with the same pastor because I couldn't, there was no way for me to, uh, to break from it because I was living with my pastors and I had to do whatever they said. So whenever they would send me off to go, play for him or whatever i had to do it it wasn't until i i just got tired uh and after i told them and i uh i think at the time i had left the church and when i left the church um their son bought him to my new home and asked me if i was going to play for his revival or something because he was in town at that moment i knew i had to go at that moment i knew that there was nothing left for me at trinity whatever the name of that church was with r and t henry just saying um so if in fact and because there are court papers being done i can't necessarily say that this is not real because you, you're you not going to file court papers based on a lie, because if it comes out a lie, then you're going to, you know. So because the court papers are being filed and it seems like it is what it is. Let me just tell you guys, grooming is real. That That's not just a term that Nessa made up yesterday. That issue is real. And for the, the wrong person that go through it, you will lose your mind for the wrong person that deals with it. You will question everything that you know about God because those are the people who you would trust would never, ever put you in a situation 
to where you have to deal with that. And for me, I was like, after I told my pastors about it and they, they didn't believe me, I was like, I'm telling y'all that this man is doing this to me and y'all, y'all, y'all don't care. I've, I've lived with y'all, I've cried with y'all, I've laughed with y'all for 10, 12 years. But because this man is who he is, this is the treatment that I get. This man is still preaching and traveling today. He's pretty known. HB, New York. I just feel like, you know, maybe this is a year of exposing these, these preachers. Maybe people got to know. People have to know what's going on. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But grooming is real. So I can't necessarily say that um, what Manessa is saying is not real because I wasn't there. Just like you guys can't say what I'm saying isn't real because you guys wasn't there. Um, all we can do is just sit back and wait and see what happens with this particular story. Uh, the court updates and all that stuff. I'm pretty sure we will be kept up to date. Uh through Larry Reed. Of course, I'm going to follow the story and report accordingly. In the meantime, in between time, do me a favor. We're at the end of this show. Thank you for uh, anybody who has uh, logged on and viewed while we're doing the show and anyone who's going to watch this after the show, whether it be on Facebook or YouTube, because we are streaming on both of those platforms, or if you're going to be listening to this show on uh, our podcast. Thank you for that. Also, I appreciate you guys. And um, do me a favor and share this show with somebody that you know. Let me say it again. Share this show with somebody that you know. It's your boy Taz, the intro podcast. Do me a favor, follow us at the intro podcast on all social media, including TikTok. Uh, that's Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, all that good stuff. For me personally, you can follow me at I am Trevane. That's I am T R E V A Y N E. Also, stream my music, R and B, and soul, and a little bit of well, and, and gospel. Uh, at I am Trevane. Uh, I appreciate you guys for doing that. Shout out to everybody who's doing it this year, which should basically be everybody because everybody needs to be doing it right. But I appreciate you guys for um, being a part of this today. Uh, this I'll probably play this back tonight as a replay show, but for now, that's it. It's your boy Taz, the intro podcast. I'll holla at y'all later. <laughs>